Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Radio Happy Hour. Please welcome our host, Sam Osterout. Look at you guys. You guys are so pretty. Welcome to Radio Happy Hour, the radio show that's not on the radio. We have a a really excellent show today. I tell you, I've been so excited for this show. Uh, Now, for those of you listening to the podcast version of Radio Happy Hour from home, let me set the scene for you. Close your eyes. Imagine this. New York. It's about 80 degrees outside. No humidity. Not a cloud in the sky except for one that sort of strolls by to set the mood. The young girls are uh, walking down the street and next to nothing, you know, and through the parks. They, 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 uh, they're, they're just sort of oozing sexuality. Uh-huh. And we're in a dark basement drinking beer. <laughs> this show, like I said, I, I've been so excited for this show. The, you know, we, we had Nora Jones. That was a, a great show. We had Michael Showalter. And, uh, but this show, this one, Andrew W.K., our guest. Oh, my God. He, he's, the more that I've researched this guy, the less I know. He has a kid's show on the Cartoon Network. This guy's amazing. I can't wait to bring him out. But first, I think, uh, I think it's fair to raise a glass uh, to John Hughes, who passed away on Thursday. Oh, cheers. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, this episode of Radio Happy Hour Presents, which is your own very own radio drama, is a version of The Breakfast Club. And I know, I see Twittering, but not the, the old kind of Twittering. And uh, Herbach here came up with that idea six weeks ago. So for six weeks, we've been pouring ourselves into John Hughes. You can't overstate the impact that John Hughes has had on our lives, right? Even if you don't like his films or if you've never seen a movie of his, you're here and you're about to see a remake of The Breakfast Club. So in some way, he's impacted you, right? You know, when you, if you're around, you know, say 20 to maybe, maybe say 28, 30, my age, to, to 40, you start dating a person, right? You know where I'm going with this. And not very far after you start dating them, you're like, so uh, do you like Pretty in Pink or do you like uh, 16 Candles? <laughs> Are you more of a breakfast club person or a weird science? <laughs> you know, one time... Uh, I started dating this girl, and we skipped over the movie stuff and went straight for the character, which is the more personal, it's really a personal question. What character are you from a John Hughes film? And you know, what do girls say? Like what actress do you think the girl would say? Of course, of course. They say Molly Ringwald, and in your head you're thinking, yeah, I'll settle for Molly Ringwald, but I could sure go for a Sloane Peterson. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. And you say, what do you say usually? Anyone have any idea? You say Ferris Bueller. Jake Ryan. You say Jake Ryan. Right? <laughs> Cameron. You say, <laughs> you've got uh, some, some problems. Yes, I see a hand. But in your head, you're thinking, 
I'm kind of like a Jake Ryan, you know, all things to all women, right? And in her head, if you're like me, she's thinking, he's kind of like an Uncle Buck. <laughs> I was going through a rough patch. It was a rough time in my life. Let's, uh, let's talk to these guys. Skibiak, this is Matt Skibiak. He's our sound hey. guy. He does voices and sound effects. Uh, what's your memory of uh, John Hughes films? Well, I kind of grew up in the 90s. I'm a little younger than everyone else here on stage. I grew up on Jim Carrey. But um, the one VH... On top of him? What's that? Oh, you yeah. grew up on top of Jim Carrey. <laughs> Actually, he was on top sometimes. But oh! I was... Can we cut that out of the uh, podcast version? Not please? a chance. Okay, great. Um, no, the one VHS tape we had was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And so I grew up on that. And, uh, you know, everyone talks about Ferris, but Cameron, you know, kind of had that thing. And there was that one, you know, after that scene when you first introduce him, and he goes, when Cameron was in Egypt land, let, let my Cameron go. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Thank you for joining in, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's nice. They're, they're all drunk. It's yeah. great. Uh, and this over here is Stephanie Davila. She's uh, our musician. She's the music director of this show. Stephanie, what, what do you got? Who, uh, what, what John Hughes film really resonates with you? Sixteen Candles. Oh, Sixteen Candles, yeah. What part? Wait, is Jake, Jake Ryan's in Sixteen Candles, right? Are you a Jake Ryan guy or girl, or are you a ducky girl? Jake Ryan! She, I was just explaining this today. Some girls are ducky girls. Are you a ducky girl? Clap if you're a ducky girl. <laughs> Clap if you're a Jake Ryan girl. Ah, wow, more duckies. <laughs> you know what, though? Guys don't want to be ducky because you don't want to rip his clothes off. You want to pal around and, like, go shopping with ducky. Guys want to be Jake Ryan because you want to, you know, do other things. Not shopping. Oh, he was sweet. Come on. Ducky? Jeff wanted to... This is Jeff Herbach, and he wanted to be Ducky. <laughs> yeah! So, memory? You might not know it by looking at me, but in high school, I was a jock. <laughs> it was a long time ago. He has I, very powerful yeah, thighs. I mean, I, you can kind of see that, right? <laughs> thighs made for radio. <laughs> But I have to, I mean, this, this is an earnest memory. I, I, I had a friend, Marty, who was this enormous guy, this big fucking mean guy. In, in 1986, we were 15 years old. We went to see uh, The Breakfast Club. And uh, at the end of the movie, when Bender puts his arm up, I looked over at Marty and just tears were streaming. <laughs> they were just streaming down his eyes. Uh, and, and all through high school, if, if a jock started beating on some dweeb or doink, Marty would go over and pull him off and say, that, that doesn't happen here. Uh, my, we, my, my, mother, my mother's out here. She taught at my high school. And we, we actually had the sweetest class that was, that was like born and bred because of the, the Breakfast Club. People just like were hugging each other all the time because of that movie. That's my memory. Woo! And Robin, <clears throat> we have time for, a, for two quotes. This is Robin Reed, by the way. I'm on a wobbly chair, so. <laughs> on the wobbly a wobbler. chair. 
As her drink gets lower, the chair gets wobblier. <laughs> um, what? Quotes. Uh, two quotes. Two quotes. Just quotes. Quotes. Give quotes. Me quotes. What about prom, Blaine? What about prom? Right. What's that from? And oh, oh, hey, lady, here's a quarter. Why don't you go have a rat and all that thing off your face? What's that from? Yes. Oh, hey, Robin Reed. All right, that's the Radio Happy Hour crew. And now, this guy, I'm telling you, is I've been so excited for this show. I just can't shut up about it. The next, our guest, our August guest, is uh, he has a, a kid's show. He's a motivational speaker. He parties. <laughs> I've heard quite, quite hard. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew W.K. How you doing? Uh, okay. Here. And what is this? That's my new CD. It's called 55 Cadillac. Here, there's some more here. Woo-hoo! Yeah. And I should tell you that if you signed up for that drawing on the way in, you could win this. That'll, uh, that'll happen later in the show. Yes, we'll give away copies of this new album of mine. I'm, uh, I'm very excited to hear it. Yes, thank you for having me on your program. <laughs> it's nice Thanks to for be, being here. It's nice to be indoors. It is. This is the sun. I get too much vitamin D on days like this. I've been indoors quite a bit, and traveling here, yeah. I was out of doors for approximately, well, about 15 minutes. Uh-huh. It was intense. What happened? I just, I saw all kinds of crazy, th I saw people walking around on the street, I saw a bunch of cars. Jesus I, Christ, that sounds terrible. I've been uh, in this, I've been in an enclosed space for the last two weeks pretty much consistently. And yeah. Getting uh, out for that 15 minutes was wild. I'm glad to be back inside, though. Are you night blind? Pardon me? Have you become night blind? What's that? That's when you... Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> I've, uh, I've been recording in uh, recording music. And so, how, and so how's it going? It's intense. It's just, uh, it gets to be that point where you don't remember that there is another version of the world that exists outside of whatever it is you're doing at that moment. Well, now, let me ask you about that, because as a, you know, because you do so many things, how do you get up that motivation to do all of these things? To be honest, I've been feeling more lazy in the last two years than I've ever felt before. How, um, how, how does that happen? What, what are you talking about? You've been doing, you have Santos Party House? Yes. Anyone been to Santos? Yeah, Santos Party House! You have a show on the Cartoon Network? Yeah, that's been really enjoyable as well. I, I, I've been very fortunate, I guess yeah. I should say. I've been very blessed to have lots of opportunities come towards me, and then but, I but, consider but, them But, I mean, be that. real. You, you make those opportunities. You, you Wait, have be, to be real? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to get punched. No, no, no. I want to no, talk no. about that for a moment. The other day, I, I was speaking with a, a, a nice man, and he, he, he was asking me some questions, and I told him, well, you, 
you go out and you do whatever you're going to do and you have some fun doing it. And he said, oh, so keep it real, basically. And then oh. everything got shattered. It was like a mirror yeah, break. And I yeah, said, yeah, what do you yeah. mean by keeping it real? Now, what I do mean, you think about when you think of the I word mean, real? Because I don't think there is anything such as authenticity. It's just one, it's well, one. Let me rephrase. Please. Let, you are a very hardworking person. So to chalk it all up to luck, I think it's not doing yourself a, a service. Oh, okay. You're, you're, a, you're extremely motivated, and you, uh, you, you work very, very hard. And so I think that, you know, you've created a lot of what you've, you've done. Well, I had a hand in it, but I, I, I mm -hmm. mostly carry it out. Options are presented to me. I choose them. I was thinking about the choices people make on the way over here. There was a man walking his dog. He had this poodle, but he had shaved it short. I thought, well, there's a choice. <laughs> You buy a poodle, normally people keep a lot of hair on them. They grow curly, thick hair, at least some tufts. You get those ankle cuffs. You get the, uh, the collar and whatnot, the big ears. This guy shaved it short, and he stuck a roll of French bread in its mouth. <laughs> the dog was walking around carrying a baguette in its mouth. And this is the kind of stuff I get to see when I leave the studio. So that's why I'm so grateful to live in New York City. You don't see that too many other places. I was thinking maybe this is not that big a deal to other people, and if I brought it up tonight or during the day here at this show, it feels like night to me. <laughs> if I brought it up inside this enclosed dark space, maybe people would relate to it or maybe they would think it wasn't such a big deal, but I thought there is something special about New York where you can, I can leave my house and see really interesting characters and yeah. really interesting scenes on the street. And let's hear it for New York City, really. <laughs> Always gotta give props to New York. Really. Uh, so, uh, wh where do you come from originally, speaking of place? Oh, well, uh, backstage earlier, I was discussing with some of the other performers tonight that a lot of us are from the Midwest. Woo! Anyone from the Midwest? I said a lot of us are from yeah. the Midwest! You guys got good compressors on these microphones. No matter how loud I yell, it, it kind of caps off. Almost sounds louder if I talk quietly. Do you notice that? It's just... Yeah, that's creepy. We, should, we could do this. I grew up in Michigan. Michigan, how was that? What did you like Michigan? What was that all about? Southeast Michigan's cool. There's been a lot of good stuff that's come out of there from over the years. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, I grew up in Ann Arbor primarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wasn't born there. I was born in California. I, I've, I've read that about you. Thank you for doing all that research. I can tell you read a lot of stuff. I'm not sure exactly what you read, but it's making good conversation. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. I, re I really appreciate you noticing that. Thank you. And I also want to inform everybody that everything you've just heard up until right now has been scripted. We've been working off a very carefully organized script. Everything has been contrived. In other words, there's been nothing real or spontaneous about tonight. Not a single bit. Tonight is a, a really great night, Saturday night. <laughs> it's like Vegas in here. Yeah, that was a cool bit. Yeah, that was good. You want to go back to the script? I think, you know, yeah, and actually, I think I, we should go to this script. I think okay. what we should do is Let's do, do Radio Happy Hour Presents Act One. Kids get labeled in high school. There's the brain, the wasteoid, the stoner, the princess, the jock. There's that guy who's always daring the other guys to touch his genitals. Me? I was a nerd, a geek, a dweeb, a doink, a dandy, a doodle. I got picked on for being in the physics club and for being a mathlete. But today, I'm an assistant project manager at a regional bank. Who's laughing now? But all of my success could have been wiped clean in an instant. Ten years ago, during a Saturday of detention, in my giant Illinois high school, 
when me and a handful of my misfit classmates formed the Killer Club. Welcome to Radio Happy Hour presents The Killer Club. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Brought to you by Dickie's Dogs, the fattest frankfurter in the sausage aisle. Who doesn't love a fat, salsy frank between the innings in the ball game? Dickie's Dogs, the dog so fat it'll tear your ass. Guaranteed. And now, Act One of Radio Happy Hour presents The Killer Club. It's hard to believe ten years have gone by. We were misfits back then, although some of us more than others. There was Herbach, the jock. Dad's all like, I don't care about your kneecap. I don't care if it's sprained or broken or sprained. You're not anything unless you win! 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 Oh, god damn it. <laughs> And Claire, the prom queen. I put lipstick on with my boobs. And then there was Andrew W.K., the criminal. This is what it's like at my house. No, Mom, I'm not going to practice the piano. Shut the fuck up, W.K., and make me a bologna sandwich or I'll stick your finger in the toaster. No, Mom, no piano. Bologna sandwich, sandwich, sandwich! That's bullshit. That's not true. That's all part of your image. You don't believe me? No. You don't believe me? Did I stutter? Smell this. Oh, your hand smells like bologna. Well, that's what happens at my house when you want to practice the piano. And there was Allison, the basket case. I have dandruff. My parents don't know I exist. I have sex with professionals. I'm addicted to barbiturates. I've never kissed anyone but my cat. Our principal was a young Tim Gunn before he found success in television as a fashion expert. Oh, we railed against his machine because he was like most principals, so mean, authoritative, controlling, out of touch, so mean. I would give anything so that these kids could just make it happen. (laughs) They're the reason that I got into education. They're our future and I will support them to the fullest extent of my being. Eat my shorts, narc! You know, you're actually not wearing shorts, Andrew W.K. You appear to be wearing a white painter's pants. On anyone else, I would question this choice, but you, sir, make it work. <laughs> nice job. You see what I mean? That guy was a grade-A b-hole. And that's where our trouble began. Saturday detention in Illinois, all of us just trying to understand who we were, but with a common enemy, Tim Gunn. Hey, Doink, you ever bumped uglies? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've bumped into a lot of uglies. Oh, yeah? Like who? Are you gesturing towards the prom queen, Buttercup? Are you suggesting that you slip Claire here, the dicky jogs injection? Oh, my God. Sam, that's disgusting. Shut up. Here comes Principal Gunn. What are you guys talking about? Your feelings? Can I support you? Barf. Okay. 
Well, if you need to talk or whatever, I'll be across the hall in my office. Oh, my, 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 Claire, I love the layers on your skirt. <sighs> Neo Maxi Zoom Dweeby. No, really, beautiful design. Does Barry Manilow know you raid his wardrobe? Actually, this jacket is Hugo Boss, but thank you anyway, WK. Are you doing well this morning? God, just stop trying to fit us into your perfect little molds. We're just trying to figure out who we are. Mm-hmm. Well, I support you 100%. God! <laughs> well, I'll be in my office if you need anything. So sorry you have detention. Feel free to listen to rock music and get high. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. God, that guy just doesn't get it. What a total a-hole. Watch your language, Wastoid. There are ladies present. Ladies? The only ladies I see here are you and Sam the doink. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Was that meant to insult me and Herbach for being ladies or Claire and Allison for not being ladies? Why don't we ask Allison what she thinks? I hunt a turtle. God, you're a freak. Her name was Shelly. Oh, gasp! A sapphic turtle. Lesbian turtle fucker. Stop it, everyone, please! Can't you see we're all just trying to fit in? Allison's not the enemy. Principal Tim Gunn is the enemy. My ears are burning in here. <laughs> Stick it, Gunn! <laughs> Will do. <sighs> that guy reminds me of my dad. Jaunty. I hate him. <laughs> yeah. He's the enemy, all right. But what are we gonna do about it? You know what? I say we pull out the big guns and write a protest letter and lodge our real complaints. Snap! Can it be strongly worded? And how? We'll use inductive reasoning. Heads are gonna roll. Hey guys, do you see what's happening here? We are becoming friends. Shut up, dweeb! Yeah, blow me, doink. Just write the letter, okay? Oh. You want me to write the letter? I, I don't know what to say. Uh, wait till my mom hears about this. Hey, if I write this letter, then can we be friends? I'd say there's about a 1% chance of that happening. And a 99% chance that I'll tape your butt cheeks together. I'll take those odds. And while the doink writes, we should all go out in the hallways and dance around. <laughs> I've got something in my locker that will really get the party going. Oh, man, is it pot? It's a whiteboard and a marker. We can play Pictionary. <laughs> they all snuck out. Oh, I could hear sliding and laughing and tearful admissions and teen angst. Oh, there was laughing and fighting and loving and smoking and dancing. And then it was quiet. I penned that letter and it raged against the evil Tim Gunn. When I was satisfied with my draft, I tiptoed over to the, principal, the principal's office and the door was closed. So I quietly slid the note under the door and snuck back to the library, where I found Herbach back in his seat. Hey, where are the others, Herbach? What do I look like, a mathlete? We split up. Look, everyone, I've given Allison a makeover. <gasps> wow, you're beautiful. What I wouldn't give to be a lesbian, gay curious turtle right about now. What are you losers doing in here? Is it time for lunch yet? Andrew W.K. walked in. He was bleeding profusely from his nose and his shirt was covered in blood. What happened? 
What do you mean? Did you guys hear that francophone? Oh, Monsieur Escargot! No, no, no! Let's go check it out. We followed the francophone screaming to Tim Gunn's office, where we found the janitor, a guy named Pierre Rambou, standing over Tim Gunn's body. Oh, mon Dieu! E is dead. <gasps> Who's E? He said he's dead, Tim Gunn. And look, there's a knife. Somebody killed Tim Gunn. But who? Wait a second. Do I smell a Dickie's dog on the grill? I do! Wrap your hand around a Dickie's and stick it in your mouth. Oh, delicious. We'll be right back with Act Two of The Killer Club after this musical break. <laughs> and scene. That was really, really intense. Yeah, you've acted before. No. No? Well, in high school. Does anyone act outside of high school? That's funny you should ask. I was thinking on the way over here about that concept of acting and whether we're all acting all the time. Just, in, again, right. in choosing what we do. Was that guy with the poodle and the was French bread? Was that a choice as much as thinking, I'm going to go out there and freak out people, maybe this guy who rides by in a cab on his way to this radio performance? So I wonder, when we act like ourselves, we're acting in some way, so... But I've never acted quite like that before. That was intense. <laughs> well, it was fantastic. Now, now I, uh, so I've been watching um, Destroy, Build, Destroy. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I, I, this is a television program on Cartoon Network. How did, that, how did that come about? I had been working with Adult Swim. Can you, well, first describe the show for those of, sure. of you who haven't seen it. Destroy, Build, Destroy is a television program involving two groups of young teenagers, generally between the ages of 12 and 15, so sometimes 13, sometimes 16. And generally they get together and they compete in a series of competitions and challenges to blow things up, destroy things in a very violent manner. And I really mean violent, meaning we're talking about 10, 12, maybe even 13-story explosions, okay? So that's 130 feet. These are big fireballs. These are big mushroom clouds. Uh, the ground shakes. The, you can feel the heat from 500 feet away. We blow things up, and then these young children use the debris to build new vehicles and creations, which they use to compete with, to battle against. And then whoever wins that final battle gets to destroy the losing team's creation in a final fireball, usually launched from a bazooka tank, TNT, or some kind of plastic explosive. Wow, yeah. Herbach? I'll tell you what. If, if my son is 11 years old and he's sort of a nerd, so if the nerd team wins at the end, when they blow the shit up, he's jumping up and down. Yeah! Yeah! That's it's a good a sign. Show. That's a good sign. I'm not supposed to talk about some of these things, but to be honest, the show has various motives that may be obvious to some people and, and, and may not be so obvious to others. As long as it's not obvious to the children that it's... right targeted towards, then people won't necessarily have any problems with it. <laughs> it's just important to me, I have a lot of different views, a lot of different 
personal beliefs that I usually keep private. Uh, but I'm able to act them out and sort of do what I want to do to head the world in the direction that I want to go to. And, and th this show, in a way, helps prepare young people for that. And, <laughs> and this, but, but this is something that I, 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 I don't talk about a lot. And it's right action is what you're talking about. It's, meant, it's not really meant for this age group anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But... That show sounds fucking amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for watching it. And I'm glad that you find something interesting in it. And if you have young people, please tune them on to it. It shows a lot of... Um, it's about being prepared. Right. <laughs> prepared for what? That's what I want. Prepared for what? I just... uh, to be prepared for the coming, coming events in the future and how to basically take care of oneself. And... Watch the show. It really does. it does. No, it never hurts to know how to blow shit up. You never know when you no. have to like get out of something or into something. Even if they don't have they to know make how to stuff too, they gotta make. They stuff. have to make stuff, and I'm always shocked at how those kids are like a dump truck. I know how to build one of those. It's true. <laughs> I never would have imagined that I could have built anything. Well, actually, at that age or now, I don't think I could do what these young no. people are doing. They're never. very capable. Uh, and the, and the, the events that maybe that the show is foreshadowing. I'm not a, a believer in instigating either <laughs> case of these potential events, but I, I am an, a passive observer, and I believe in, in one world, and I believe that uh, ultimately people are going to have to learn to get together, and, and we can see things like technology, even like television, the program yeah. that we're talking about, can bring people together, and it can, it can make things like countries even seem sort of irrelevant. If we have things like entertainment to pay attention to and fun things like celebration and partying, we can focus on those those enjoyments and not really have to worry about the larger picture as it comes together. That's amazing. Oh, great. That's great. Well, so that kind of leads into this question. I mean, I feel very motivated right now, and, and I understand that you do some motivational speaking. Yeah. What does that look like? If I was in your audience, what does that, I don't want to call it a show, but like what, what, how, what, would, it, what would I see? It's, uh, it's just spontaneous performance, really. I go up there and do whatever I'm going to do. This is much more formalized, what we're doing now. Just yeah. In, in terms of well, it being I mean, a radio show. Well, I mean, there's a group show. of people on stage, and uh, we have a script. Script, and yeah, and we're sticking with the general outline of the interview and all that. So I think that what we're, de we're delivering here is 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 keeping with the the theme. Yeah. These lectures that I've been doing are completely no theme. I just go in without any plan, and I make it up as I go along. And sometimes there, <laughs> it's just nothing happens. Sometimes I just sit. I try to come up with something. And I don't come up with much. <laughs> but they and the, the students are like. You know what? I'm inspired to write a script for Andrew WK. <laughs> he needs something to say. <laughs> That'd be a good job opportunity, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I leave it pretty open, though, and I, I hope that it reminds people that they could have chosen to do something other than even come to see me do nothing. <laughs> and that, that counts for something. So there's all different ways to inspire people. I want to get a good feeling going. My main focus is to get energy, and, and sometimes the energy can start in your soul, music, for yep. example, creates a very stirring, soulful energy. Makes you want to tap your foot. Instantaneous. Yeah. Yeah. Talking and ideas, they present a more uh, reserved, more contemplative energy, but people can really be in, in, infected by that. I want to infect people and then let them do whatever they want with that infection. They can scratch it. They can let it be. They can go to a doctor. They can just, uh, <laughs> I guess, kind of riff with it. Well, on that note, do you think you could infect us right now with some piano? Okay.
rolled up on them streets so many years ago never thought I'd be what I was when I got there rolled up on them roads rolled up in a van with a gear and some bags of my own and some people thought I was a funny man But I didn't care what they said I rolled up on them And then I went to bed For a nap For a nap And I took a nap For a few years I went to sleep And I never drank beers I was straight into it Whatever you call it I didn't do nothing much at all But I went up to New York City And I had a ball Tell me what you got. I got a lot. I got some friends that call me a cool daddy. Oh, I got some family members. I see them all the time ago. Cause I've been out here in New York City and I've been doing the best, the best that I can. Doing the best that I can. I'm a Midwestern man principal lay lifeless on the floor of his office. We all stood behind the janitor, Pierre Rambeau, agape. It was me, Sam. I was such a dweeb. Herbach, he was the jock. Claire was the princess. Alice in the basket case. And Andrew W.K. was the criminal. You know, it's shit like this that makes me look like a criminal. Uh, that and your blood-soaked clothing. Bite me, sporto. I didn't do this. Obviously, it was the janitor. It was not I. Although we are the only ones in the building, <laughs> one of you has murdered our team gun. 
say, Andrew W.K., ever read a Dickie's dog? I sure have. And how was it? It was like French kissing a pig that had just eaten its own butthole. Oh, yeah. And let me ask you, was it big? The hot dog or the... Dickie's dogs. The Chinese mainland of wieners. Now, back to Radio Happy Hour presents The Killer Club. Oh, jeez, gang. My mother explicitly said, do not implicate yourself in murders. Oh, I'm going to be in so much trouble. Oh, I just squeezed the cheese. Please, Herbage, one of you did this to poor Mr. Gunn. We couldn't have. We were in the library the whole time. Nice try, W.K., but I am the eyes and the ears of this school. I saw you all in the hallways, dancing and being emotional. Then who did it? That, I do not know yet. Well, should we call the police? I'm afraid this is impossible. Just because my, just before my francophone shouting, I found that all of the phone lines have been cut and all of the outside doors have been locked. I'm afraid we are trapped. Well, who cut the phone lines? The murderer, I would suspect. Oh. Well, who locked the doors? Your mom, dweeb. Why would she lock the doors? The murderer did that, you geek. The murderer did my mom. Dad's not going to like this. Shut up. Shut up. Just shut up. The murderer locked us in here so he could murder us, too. Are you saying my dad is the murderer? We all know Andrew W.K. did it. With my mom? Jesus Christ, why is everyone doing my mom? Oh, my God, I'm so confused. Please shut up, doink. Now let us focus, focus. What exactly were you doing out there in the hallway, Claire? No, no, no. Don't put this on me. Look at W.K. He's got blood all over him. All in good time, princess. Now. What were you doing in the hallway? I was giving Allison a makeover. Look at her. She's beautiful. And she was such a basket case. It took the whole time. I have a question. What is it? Does the carpet match the curtains? Gag me. Please answer the question. Why do you care? The janitor in me is curious about the carpet. And the Frenchman wants to know about the curtains. <laughs> the point is, I didn't do it. Allison was with me the whole time. Is that true, Allison? No, it's not true. <sighs> I was eating bizarre combinations of food when she came up and told me that she wanted to give me a makeover. So she was with you the whole time? No, my makeover only took a few minutes. I'm naturally good-looking. She's lying! I was with her the whole time! Then what about you, Alison? What were you doing in the that uh, with your time alone with the hallway? Murdering. <gasps> A Cap'n Crunch sandwich. <sighs> and killing. <gasps> this fungus that's been growing on my fingernails. Oh, oh my god. Gross.
And uh, what about you? <laughs> what about you, Andrew WK? What about me? Two are covered in blood. Hey, use the VU form with me, pal. <laughs> Just answer the question. What question? I believe the question was implied. Why are you so dang bloody? Funny story, actually. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Well, I get nosebleeds a lot. I have a deviated septum. I know, I know, only nerds get nosebleeds. Oh, I, I don't think so, Mr. WK. I, I think it makes you look dangerous, and also kind of like you love to party all the time. <laughs> no kidding. Well, I'll have to remember that. <laughs> I get nosebleeds, too, but not from partying. I get nosebleeds from winning, you fucking losers. Mm-hmm. And what were you doing during the murder, Andrew? I was playing Parcheesi in the computer lab. <laughs> oh, you nerd. I'll kill you, sport. Like you killed Tim Gunn? Yeah, how do we know you were in the computer lab playing Parcheesi? Why would I admit something like that? If I was going to invent an alibi, I'd say I was defacing the school property or something. He has a point, wouldn't you say, herbage? Hey, don't cheer for me, Argentina. I'm just a pawn in my dad's quest to relive his own high school jock fantasies. No, no! What does that have to do with Tim Gunn? Yeah, the classic red herring logical fallacy. What are you trying to hide, Herbage? <laughs> oh, atomic wedgie. <sighs> well played, Hermach. Yeah, here are your underpants. I still think Herbach did it. I rule this school, okay? No way I would kill somebody. You think I want to blow my ride? I don't know. Is he cute? Hey, wait a second. My dad gave Herbach a ride today. You make me sick. <laughs> ride means scholarship, doink. And there's no way I could have done it anyway. I was fist pumping in the hallway the whole time. Everyone saw me. Yeah, but you could have snuck away at any time. I mean, how long does it take to murder someone these days anyways? Why don't you tell us, doink? Well, how should I know? Yeah, dweeb. You were the only one who stayed back. You were close enough to his office, you could have snuck in and snuck out without anybody noticing. And what is this? I see a letter on the floor written in your notebook. Oh, no, 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 that's just the strongly worded note. We all agreed that I would write for Mr. Gunn. Yes, you wrote him a strongly worded letter, and you killed him. <laughs> Seems a bit much, doesn't it, dork? <laughs> but I didn't kill him. I wrote the note and just slipped it under his door. Let me read that note. Maybe there's a clue. Dear Mr. Gunn, I have a huge crush on you. Sincerely, Herbach. Herbach! <sighs> Just a little joke. Uh... Wow, Sam. A joke like that really takes some huevos rancheros. You want to play Parcheesi sometime? Do I? <laughs> You're lucky. You're lucky I'm not wearing my wrestling singlet right now. Because I would lay you down and tie you into knots. That came out wrong. What I meant to say is that I would flip you over and pin you down and show you what it's like to have a man on top of you. 
Wait, wait, that's, that's not exactly what I meant either. I think what I meant was... Stop it! Stop it! Just stop it! Can't you see someone is dead and whoever did it has locked us all into this school and if they kill me, this school will fall apart. Who did this? I know who did this. How? We all have alibis. Oui, oui, oui. And your alibis are like French butter. Delicious? Yes. But a main course it does not make. What we need to look at is motive. And we will do this in Act 3 of Radio Happy Hour Presents The Killer Club.
worked all night And when you're working you feel alright But when, when things stop feeling alright And everything is alright We will never listen to your rules We will never do what others do We know what we want and we'll get it from you We do what we like and we like what we do So let's get a party going, let's get a party going When it's time to party, we will party hard, party hard Let's get a party going, let's get a party going When it's time to party, we will always party hard, party hard, party hard, party hard, party hard, party hard somewhere else with his body lying there on the floor of his office I could still hear his evil overbearing voice in my head make it work friends <laughs> friends friends welcome to act three of radio happy hour presents the killer club sponsored today by Dickie's dogs the fattest Frank in the sausage aisle. Dickie's dogs. Ouch, so big. They'll tear your ass or your money back. Pierre, the French janitor, decided that we should move into the library. There is more room and it is ghastly to stand around this dead body. We sat down at a couple of long tables in the cavernous library while Pierre walked around, contemplative, with his hands behind his back. Motive, motive. Who adds the motive to commit such a terrible crime? Well, we all did, right? Shut up, Spaz. No, he is right. You all despise Principal Gunn, no? But let us start with Claire. Why me? Oui. 
clair, the princess, the prom queen. Tell us about your intercourse with Tim Gunn. Intercourse? I never had intercourse with that man. No? Hmm. Perhaps my English does not accurately portray what I'm trying to say. Tell us about the time you um, rode his baloney pony. Ugh. Get real. I never did that gag. <laughs> Princess banged a gun. I did not. <laughs> no? Well, maybe I tried. I thought I was a confused teenager. You know that Tim Gunn doesn't aim in your direction, right? Shut up! You don't know me! <laughs> That's motive. Claire tried to have sexual intercourse with Tim Gunn and was rebuffed. She's a scorned woman. <laughs> you don't understand. I love Tim Gunn. This morning he found me hiding behind the candy machine in the hallway. I was eating a family pack of ho-hos. Why would you eat a family pack of ho-hos? Because I'm doomed to be fat! Oh. It's really true. Her parents are whales. <laughs> She's got a fat person's name, too, and she lives in the Midwest. She is going to push maximum density. Bada-boom, bada-boom, bada-boom. But Mr. Gunn told me to believe in myself. He said... Oh, honey, let me be completely honest here. You're not that good-looking. I'm not? No, but still, if you were a star of stage and screen, millions of teenage boys would inexplicably love you, even with your fat knees. Because your inner light is lilac and gossamer. You truly are a diva. Make it work, sweetie. Then he laughed. <laughs> oh, Lord, sweetie, no. I didn't care, though, because I felt better. I loved Tim Gunn. I didn't kill him. Bullshit. You were mad because no one ever turns you down. No Yankee, my wanky. <laughs> right, princess? <laughs> and what about you, Herbage? What about me? Tim Gunn was going to get you cut from the wrestling team, no? Yeah, so what's your point? Was that would end your chances at the scholarship? No? Well, maybe that's what I wanted. Wrong! All you talk about is your stupid scholarship. That's all my dad talked about, man. I don't want to wrestle anymore. I don't want to play sports anymore. Oh, but you love playing sports. I'm more of a watcher, if we're being honest. Huh. What I really want to do is design sports clothing. Sports clothing? You mean like unitards and singlets? Well... More like evening gowns and flowy skirts. How is that sporty? Sh shut up, you stupid face dweeb, okay? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I told Mr. Gunn about my fashion passion, and he understood. It was like he was looking into my soul, but he also knew that if I quit the wrestling team to do gowns, my father would flip shit and kill me. So, Tim Gunn was going to get you cut from the team, thereby putting blame on himself? He was going to take one for me. I love that Tim Gunn. He was a saint. I have just one question. What is it? Did you say fashion passion? <laughs> you are one to laugh, WK. Am I? What? Why? Because you have a special desire too, no? Yeah, 
I want to punch you in your visage. You know what I got for Christmas this year? What? A pound of bologna. Mom said, eat up, Andy, and don't you play the piano until you made me a sandwich. Oh, it was a banner year in the old WK household. You've got a lot of anger. I think you could have killed Tim Gunn. Shut up, dweeb. I didn't do it. Earlier today, I was in the gym shooting some hoops when Gunn came in. I told him, nobody cares about you unless you're a jock or a rebel. And I'm tired of playing the fool. I want to make something of myself. You have an artist aesthetic, Andrew. You should be a musician and rock the world with your powerful, life-affirming songs. Well, I, I do play the piano when I'm not balls deep in baloney. Yes, and? <laughs> I do want to give my music to the world. <laughs> Then make it work, Andrew. Let's have a hug. Oh, there, there, little bear. Uh, did he really say little bear? I believe his exact words were, I'm gonna punch you in the face, geek, if he doesn't shut up. Why would he punch me in the face? I didn't kill him, that's the point. And also, I'm gonna be a rock star. Yeah, right, good luck with that. <laughs> we have not heard a peep out of Allison yet. <laughs> Are you trying to hide something? Only that I've been eating old shoelaces. If you weren't suddenly so hot, you would be the weirdest person on the earth. Why can't I be hot and weird? <laughs> because I don't want to freak nasty with weirdos. <laughs> you killed Tim Gunn! Why would I kill him? I don't know. Perhaps he caught you and the teacher in flagrante delecto. Ah, what's flagrante delecto? Oh, I think it's uh, that Italian place out by the mall. My mom takes me there for paschetti. <laughs> oh, hey, it means Allison and the teacher got caught having relations. And I mean that in the biblical sense. D did you have biblical sex with the teacher? I wouldn't call it biblical. Well, then why would Pierre say that? It was just a guess. <laughs> so Allison had no motive to kill him. Nope. Well, I guess that's everyone. What about you, nerd? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> You're the last one. You killed him. <laughs> the dork killed Tim Gunn? <laughs> Can you imagine what that struggle must have looked like? <laughs> hey, wait a second, I could have killed him. No, you couldn't have. Well, maybe I did. You ever killed somebody before? Yeah. I've killed a lot of people. Like who? Stop motioning toward me! You didn't kill me, I'm not even dead! <laughs> Maybe you did kill him. I guess I could have. Of course you could have. Think about it, dweeb. Your alibi stinks. There's a letter from you next to his dead body. And you have a motive. I, I do? What's, what is my motive? You... Tell me. Greed? Case closed. Somebody get me a drink. You're right, Andrew. The case is closed. But Sam is not the killer. Tim God! <gasps> Wave to the camera, my darlings. You've just been dicked. Excuse me? Excuse me? It's my new reality series on Fox called Dick the Doink. 
brought to you by Dickie's Dogs. <laughs> Reality show? But you're our principal! Well, I was until Fox offered me a million dollars. Now I'm a TV personality. Cha-ching! And your ass just got dicked. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> it is true, and I am the, uh, the producer. I, too, have offered you a dicking. <laughs> you betrayed us, Tim Gunn. One day you'll be sorry. My name will be synonymous with fashion, and your name will be synonymous with being a jerk. Okay, sounds good, Herbach. <laughs> bye bye. And that's how it happened. We were duped. There was no murder, but we were kids. We would have believed anything. Now, Herbach was wrong in the end. It was Tim Gunn's name that became synonymous with fashion. My name became synonymous with suburban plumber, which is okay. I married the homecoming king and got really fat. See you on Facebook, classmates. And I married Allison after college. Yeah, but I left him for a dentist in Winnetka. But her teeth are so beautiful now. And we all know what happened to Andrew WK. He's a rock star, a TV personality, and a motivational speaker. Yeah, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this episode of Radio Happy Hour presents The Killer Club. Brought to you by Dickie's Dogs at Le Poisson Rouge. See you next time. That's our show. We got to thank the cast. Matt Skibiak, Jeff Herbach, Robin Reed, Stephanie Davila, and Andrew W.K. Justin Cantor, Kendall, Kendall Ratley, Tay Ruler, and everyone at LPR. Give it up for LPR! <laughs> Our show today was produced by Massime Amami, Dustin Luke Nelson, and Kat Alexander. We were co-produced by David Duty. David Duty. <laughs> Our sound engineer was the glorious Richie Clark. Our poster was designed by Jen Long. Our researcher, Margaret Ward. Our intern, Nora Al-Salam. Our still photographers, Leah Bunier and Men Mondi. Monty Rogers, and special thanks to Theo Senna and birthday boy Matt Munn. Happy birthday, There he is. It's his birthday weekend. Yeah. Uh, I'd also like to thank our servers and bartenders here. These guys are Woo. fucking great. Yeah, give it up. Come on now. Give it up. Woo. Sign up for the mailing list at 91.5 KEXP mailing list. And I'll see you next door. Let's drink some beers, huh? Yeah, everybody yeah. drink beer. Drink, 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 beer, drink, beer.